Good evening. Thank you so much for having me here. It's a big honor as always. I shall try and project my voice as best I can to the back of the room, but if you can't hear, you're either very lucky or if you really want, you can come and move a little bit forward. Um, I've been asked to speak about filler. And Chazal tell us that one of the things that it needs Shrikim Chizuk is Tfila. Tfila is something which requires Chizuk. What does it mean? That means it requires a constant reminder of what it's all about. We have to remind ourselves what we're doing, what we're supposed to be doing, in order to be able to appreciate what it's all about. And Tfila is something we do on a regular basis, and therefore we need a Chizuk on a regular basis. There's Eina Dovosoyf things to talk about in Tfila, Kumuvan. But I'm just going to, today, take the opportunity to run through some of the basics, I suppose. Some of what we've been saying, or a lot of what we've been saying, is Dvarim Yudurim, Poshta Zachin, Nishkan Chidushim. But worthwhile going over again, to remind ourselves, and to give ourselves Chizuk, about the important Indian of Tefillah. So we're going to briefly run through some of the main ideas of of why we daven, how we're supposed to daven, uh, what is the attitude we take when we're davening, what do we daven for, and what happens after we daven. So, let's start with the basics, the most basic of all things. Tefillah is a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to daven, it's a rambam, in Ilkus Tefillah, in the Sias Kapayim Perik Aleph, Halacha Aleph, mitzvah sasei lehis balel. It's a mitzvah in our to daven every day. I mean to say, it's not just something that you're advised to do if you want to get something, but whether you want to or not, it's a mitzvah I say, you're mechuyuv to daven. It's not a, a optional extra. You have to daven. If you don't need anything, you don't want anything, you've got everything you need, Hashem. but there's a mitzvah I say to daven. Hashem when he says you serve HaKadosh Baruch your God, how do you serve HaKadosh Baruch your God? So, Chazal teaches us that it says elsewhere, to serve, how do you serve? With your heart. What's Avoidah which you can do in your heart? Avoidah normally means active service. It means davening. So if the Torah says that there's a mitzvah of Avadatim, it's Hashem and there's a mitzvah to Davin, so Mamela, Avadatim Shabalev is Tefillah, so that tells us what the mitzvah of Avadatim Hashem and Akechim. Says the Rambam, the minion of Tefillah, the number of Tefillahs you Davin, is not Minatayah. Ain't the Tefillahs among Kavua Minatayah. Minatayah, there's no time, fixed time when you have to Davin, you can Davin whenever you want. A minatera, however you want. But you have to daven every day. By any time. So the Rambam not given in aloha, lefikoch noshin vavodim chayovim betfila. So the Rambam, shit, the Rambam akoponim. That women and avodim achayov betfila. Lefishi mitzvah say shalazman kroma. It's a mitzvah say which doesn't apply to any particular time. Every day you have to daven, but any time of day, any time of night, you have to daven. But there's no fixed time minatera. And they made a women are chayat b'tefillah according to the Rambam. And the Rambam slips straight into the same halacha. So, so 
how do you daven? What do you say? What are you supposed to do? What's the tzur of tefillah? Elechiyav mitzvazu kachu. Sheyodam mischanen umispalel b'cholyem. A person has to mischanen to to beg, so to speak, to daven every day. Now I'm already getting us together how how to do it. First of all, umagid shvochu shalakodesh b'cholhu. First of all, you praise the Rabbeinu Shalom. You start off by saying the Shvoch. Relate praises of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. After that, you ask for whatever you want. Shutzorich Lahem. Bebakosho, or Bitechino, with requesting and pleading. V'achakach, noisin Shvoch, v'hoidoreho la'ashem alatoi v'shishbi'alei. Kolecho lefikoichoi. After that, you have to thank Hashem for everything that He has given you until now. The Mitzvah say of Tvila is split into three. You first praise the Rabbani Shalom. Secondly, you after that ask your needs. And then you thank the Rabbani Shalom. And if you think about it, that's a tour of every Tvila that we do. The Shemones itself is split into those stages. Praising the Rabbani Shalom. The middle brachos are all asking your requests. All the things that we need. And you end up with Moedim. You thank HaKadosh Baruch for everything he's done until now. And generally the tefillah is structured like that. Pesuki de Zimra starts with praising the Rabbani Shalom, and then his actual tefillah, and ends with Olein Rishabek to thank HaKadosh Baruch for everything that's happened so far. Now says the Ramam, that is the mitzvah of tefillah, and it's chilvi, it's obligatory, it's compulsory, it's not something which you have to do voluntarily. That's very briefly in a nutshell what the chilv, the mitzvah of tefillah is. What's the point? Why do we daven? What's the idea? Is it sure that the Rebbein Shalom gives us whatever he gives us, but we want other things, we want more, we need more, we need more than we've got at the moment. Whatever it is, whether it's health, whether it's Parnassa, whether it's Torah, Limur, Chochmo, whether it's whatever it is that we need. So, the Rebbein Shalom wasn't going to give it to us, but if you ask nicely, the Rebbein Shalom says, you know what, you asked, I've changed my mind, I'll give it to you. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. So how does it work? How does Tefillah work that you get what you ask for? So, I heard once from Matishor Solomon, and he said an interesting moshal. The moshal apparently was a Meister Shahoya. There used to be a matzah factory, a machine matzah factory in England, and the Rov who was supervising the matzahs, who gave his hechshaw on the matzahs, went down to the factory to inspect it. So, I showed him the line of machinery which produces the matters. He asked the workers there, matters for Satan have to be made lishmol, lishem mitzvah matzah. So he asked them, with a machine, in, it, in the hand matters at every stage, you say lishem mitzvah matzah. With a machine, it all works automatically. So at what stage do you say lishem mitzvah matzah? So they explained to him, explained to the Rob that there's, a, a, there's a, a button here, you press this button, and when you press this button, that starts the process. You press this red button, and a flower comes flying down the chute from the first floor into this big thing, mixing all the water comes in from a different direction, it all gets mixed, and it goes all man comes out the matzahs. So before we press the button, we say the same matzahs matzah. Fine, beautiful. Went around the factory, said, okay, I want to check the flower store upstairs to make sure that everything is, is you know, not wet and comets free and so on. He went upstairs and he sacks in sacks of flour and he sees a guy sitting there on a stool. So he says to the guy, what's your job? He says, 
because my job is that when they press the red button down there the bell rings up here I go and get a sack of flour throw it down the chute and uh, so it comes out that they were pressing the shame mitzvah's muscles to press the bell to call the goy to, 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 to make the muscles says the muscles it's an apt muscle for tefillah it's not that that, that, that you, you weren't going to get but if you ask nicely you're going to say alright I'll give it to you no it works for kids the Rosh got it all there, Kavayochel, up there, and he wants to give it to you. It's all there waiting. You've just got to press the bell. You press the bell, it'll come down. It's a condition that you'll get it. Not because you did it, Hashem decided to give it to you. Forget. Hashem wants to give it to you, but he wants you to ask first. If you ask first, you'll get the chef off. If you don't ask for it, you're not going to get it. The Mubbit says... Something a little bit deep in Sefer Beis Halakim, he has a whole Shahat Tefillah in Perik Beis, he says the Tachlis of the Tefillah, he says more than that, the Tachlis of the Tefillah is actually not that you should get an answer to your Tefillah. That's not even the point of the Tefillah. You're davening to demonstrate that you understand that there is no one else to daven to except Rakhodesh Baruch Hu. And to understand, A person has nothing in this world. And there's nobody, There's nobody who can fill your lacking, or fill your needs, except the Rabbi Nishleinam. Says the Your tefillah should not be in order to get what you want, such that it would appear, he says, were you to know that this tefillah would not be answered, you wouldn't say it. Says the Mabit, if you get to the stage where you're davening in such a way that you're davening because you need something, but were you to hear a message from Shemaim saying this, you're not going to get, forget it. So you'd say, oh, well, in that case, I'm not davening. Then you're doing it wrong. Because it's not the point. It's the other way around. The tachlis of the tefillah is to show the Rebbein that you understand and everything comes from him. And therefore, you have to ask for it. And as if to say, even if the Rebbein were to tell you no, but you would still daven. Why? But you're not going to get it anyway. Because you're demonstrating, you understand it comes from our Baruch And that's the tachlis of tefillah. The Tachlis Tefillah is not to get you to ask what you want it for, it's for you to understand that there is nobody else who can fulfill your needs except for the Rebbein Shalom. That is Avoida Shebalev. Avoida is not just asking. Avoida is connecting to the Rebbein Shalom and demonstrating you understand that the Rebbein Shalom is Akol Yochel and you are the exact opposite. You can't do anything without the Rebbein Shalom. And if you can't do it that way, and you're not doing it that way, then you're missing the Tachlis of the Tefillah. That's a, a very brief idea about what the way Tefillah works and, and the, the, the kavona that a person has to have in mind when he understands what's the mitzvah that he's doing and how should he be doing it. Let's talk a little bit about the different ways that a person could daven. So first of all, Tefillah B'Tzibur. A person, ideally, is supposed to daven with a Tzibur. As a Gemara in Tanis, Ami ain't a person's fill is not heard, 
He's got to put his soul into his hands. We'll see in a minute what that means. Says Rashi, that means to say that he's got to have proper kavona. Says Rashi. Your is only heard if you're mechaven. If you think about what you're saying, you understand what you're saying, and you have kavona, then your tefillah is heard. Otherwise, you're wasting your time. Surely it's not so. The Pesach says that Ramon Shlelem says the Kali Yisrael are lying to him, so to speak. They're speaking, but their hearts aren't in it. And nonetheless, it says the Ramon Shlelem has Rachmonus and he's Machapa. What's the Pshat? You just told me the son has not Kavana, then his tree is not heard. It depends. If you're davening by yourself, yeah, in Corona, or whatever it is, you're by yourself, you're on your own. So if you're on your own, you better have Kavona. Because you don't have Kavona, you're wasting time completely. Tavila's not Nishmas, so Gomorrah. Tavila's not Nishmas. If you're Betzibor, you're supposed to have Kavona. Rather, that's the best way to do it. The whole point of the of, of the tefillah is not just to talk, but to have kavana. By works, even if you don't have kavana, why does it work even if you don't have kavana? So there's a push H. Joseph on a medrash in the volume, Pet Yud Base. He says with a tibur, you know why it works? Because if you've got a whole tibur, there's certainly going to be at least one person who's doubling with kavana. In the whole shul, you'll find one person down in Kavona, and he says, In the schus of that one person who's down with Kavona, while you're thinking about other things, you should know, even chuckling away there, if he's taka being mechaven, all your tefillahs are going to be heard in his schus. Once you join in with him, then you can jump on his bang wagon, so to speak, and your, your tefillahs also be heard, even if you're not down with Kavona. Others, Mephoshim explain that there's different types of tefillahs. There's a tefillah mitoich simcha. There's a tefillah mitoich simcha shal mitzvah. It's a different type of tefillah. There's a tefillah mitoich merirus halev, a person out of despair, out of bitterness, out of tragedy, out of yisurim rachman yisdan. There's oisha, there's oini, there's someone who's just finished a kashmaka seda of learning. Someone who's just been Makan the Mitzvah Stoker, all of these types of Twillers are different in the way that they're said, in the Kavana that's behind them, and in the way they're accepted. If you have a Tzibur, then you have a large range of different types of Twiller. And in that case, all the Twillers are better accepted because you've all joined in with each other and everyone's doubling f- with a different type of background to it, a different ba- type of intention. They blend together to make one beautiful tefillah for the Rabboni Shalom. And that's the advantage of davening with the tzibur. What happens if you can't go to the shul? So there's a Medrash Tehillim, the fourth Mizma. It says, Mikveh Yisrael Hashem. We all know, Ma Mikveh Metayas HaTamei, Ma Fakosh Baruch Hu Metayas Yisrael. Zod HaMedrash, Umi Roi Leilich Eitzel Mi. Who goes to who? If you want to become Torah, 
you go to the mikveh or the mikveh comes to you. So the matter is you've got to go to the mikveh because the mikveh is not going to come to you. You want a daven? Come to me. Where is the Rabbani Shalom? Where is the Mikveh Yisrael Hashem? Where is the Mikveh? In your local shul. GGBH. What happens if you're not able to go? The shul shut its doors, there's COVID, or you personally, for whatever reason, are not able to go. So what do you do? Says the Madras, his spalo besok beishro. Daven at home. We may not a yochalelech this spalo. What happens if you can't even walk three steps forward, three steps back? You can't stand up to daven. Says the Madras, tis spalo la mitosecho. Daven lying down. We may not a yochaledaber. What happens if you haven't even got the kirk? Rachman Islam, you haven't got the kirk to speak even. Har her belibcho. Think. Think Tfilah. This is Avodah believe in the most literal sense of the word. Says the Medrash, yeah, do that. If you can't do anything else, do that. It works. Speak in your hearts. If you've got no choice, speak in your heart. Dumb to remain from your heart. Think to remain from Think the Tfilahs. And that also works. If you do that, it's Kilo, you built a Mizbech and you bought many, many Korbonas. So, what do you daven? What do you say? What are you supposed to say? Let's focus now on the actual Tvila. We said you start with Shvach of the then you ask for your Bakoshas, and then you eventually come on to thanking the Rabbi Shalom. How do you ask for your Bakoshas? So the most obvious way to do that is to daven the Shemayin Esra. It's a very famous Beis HaLevi. It's a Briskorov. He says that Yaakov Avinu says, I'm giving to Yosef Shechem Echad Alachecho Asher Lokachti Miyado Emori Becharbi Ovekashti I managed to get this town, this city with my sword and with my bow. Natagum says, with slusi uvuvuusi, with my tefillas and with my bakoshas, that Yaakov Avinu managed to defeat Shem with his tefillas and with his bakoshas. The Torah calls it the charbi of a kashti, with my sword and with my bow. So the Bishkarov, what's the difference between a sword and a bow? They're both weapons, both deadly weapons, both very effective, very powerful. What's the difference? The difference is the way that you use them. A sword is a piece of metal which is sharp. It's dangerous. Hold it in your hand and you start swinging it around, you better be careful of yourself. It doesn't need a huge amount of effort. A weak person, as long as he can pick up the sword and wield it, is dangerous. Stay away. A bow and arrow is also very dangerous, but it depends very much on the person who's using it. Someone who's strong can pull the bow back a lot further and fire the arrow much more accurately and much more powerfully it'll go a lot further someone who's weak won't be able to use it very effectively says the risk of this is the difference between Bukhari of Akashti it's a Tzlusi of a Vausi different types of Tfilah there's some Tfilahs which are effective if you put all your Kavono into it if you understand 
what you're saying, you understand the meaning of the words, you can understand the kavanas of the words, you can understand deeper concepts behind the words, it's a very powerful twiller. There's some twillers who work even if you don't understand everything behind it. You say it, and as much as you understand the basic meaning of it, that's already a powerful twiller. So then the Anshe Knesset made the twillers, the twiller Shemayin Esher. And those twillers, there's a particular Nusuch, and if you say that, it's extremely effective. All the kamonos are built into the words. You don't have to understand all the gematrios, all the deeper mystical meanings behind all of the tefillahs. They're powerful in and of themselves. If you don't have an Ishmael, you want to say your own tefillah, you should do that. You can do that. It's also important. But that tefillah is not as powerful. That depends how much kavon you put into it. How much kavon you put into the words, how you shape the words, how you say it, how much you mean it. Shmanesh is effective even if you don't understand everything behind it. That's more like a sword, whereas a private filler is more like a bone arrow. Not only that, but it's important if you can to daven in Loshna Kodesh. Dafka to daven in Hebrew. Tfilah yo yotze lamaisa de ikra dinyum to any tfilah. Rambam says minatayu, you don't need to say Shmanesh, you to any tfilah. And in any language. But there's something very special about Loshna Kodesh. There's a sefer called the Sefer Chaim. It was written by the Maharal's older brother. His name was Rabbi Chaim ben Betzalo. He lived in Krakow. He learned with the Ramah. He wrote a sefer, called a number of swarim, but one of them is a, a short sefer called Sefer Chaim. And he says, even if you don't understand Loshna Kodesh, he says, the nefesh smeicha likras Loshna Kodesh. Your soul has a certain joy in connecting with Loshna Kodesh when you use Loshna Kodesh. And therefore he says, people who don't understand Loshna Kodesh, he talks about women and children, but whether anybody who doesn't understand Loshna Kodesh, it's still a very good idea to dabble in Loshna Kodesh. He says, even if you don't see it, you don't even feel the simch of the nefesh, but your nefesh feels it, and connects much better with the words of Loshna Kodesh. And not only that, he says, but his Korav Levada is almost certain that you're going to make a mistake if you don't know how to read Hebrew or you don't understand Hebrew. You'll read the words and you'll say it wrongly. You'll make a mistake in the pronunciation of the words. the it's Kedai. Better daven in Losh Nakedish if you can, even if you're going to trip over your words and say the wrong things. Chazal Someone who's davening Losh Nakedish, but he says the wrong words, the Rebbe Yishlam is Makabalist Tfilah. Rebbe Yishlam knows exactly what you want to say. So it's Kedai Zedad in Loshna Kodesh. He says, He says, Someone who davens in Loshna Kodesh, even he makes a mistake, Chesed Yisoi Venu, who'll be surrounded by kindness. And he says that the word To'o in Hebrew, which means a mistake, is Tes, Ein, Hey, the letters before To'o are Chesed, Samach, and Dalad, which is Chesed. To tell you that Chesed Yosef Avenu, someone who makes a mistake in his davening, it doesn't matter as long as his kamon is correct, as long as he doesn't deliberately make a mistake, and he says, as long as his chas v'sholem doesn't say something which could be lehepech from what he's supposed to say, it's something opposite, chas v'sholem, then his tefillahs and his kabbal, even if he makes a mistake. So it's kedai to lam and loshin if you're able to. How do you stand when we daven? So we all know you daven with your feet together. Chazal, the Gemara says, it says, by the Malochim, Ragleim, Regal Yishorah, Mashma, the Malochim, have two legs, but they put them together like a single leg. There's a fascinating Rabbeinu Bachia. Rabbeinu Bachia says, 
that he says a person has to understand, as we mentioned earlier, that you're in the hands of the Rabbani Shalom, there's nothing you can do yourself. Nothing. It's all up to the Rabbani Shalom. If you don't understand that the Rabbani Shalom is Kol Yochol, and you are Choser Kol, that you can't do anything without the Rabbani Shalom, then the whole tefillah is, is missing the fundamentals. Because the point of tefillah, as we said, is to appreciate everything comes from the Rabbani Shalom. If there's a plan B, if it doesn't work out, I'll, 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 I'll get by, or I'll manage to do what I've managed to do without the Rebbeinu Shalom. Yeah, someone once asked of Kreisvet, can you please daven for me? He said, what do you want me to daven? He said, I want to be matzlech in my paimosa. Can you please tell the Rebbeinu Shalom that I know exactly what I'm doing, he should just leave me to run it by himself and not get involved. He says, if you don't understand that you can't do anything without Rebbeinu Shalom, you missed the point of this filler. So Rebbeinu Bachir, the goyim, I mean, like I said, the goyim, they daven, they pray with their hands together. He said, you know why? I mean, like I said, they don't know why, but I'll tell you why. He said, because a person has his hands together, he's showing, demonstrating, Ke'ilu, his hands are tied together. Ke'ilu is to say, Rebbe I'm powerless, I can't do anything without you. That's why they do it. So Rebbe Nebuchadnezzar said, why don't we do that? Why do we daven with our legs together? So Rebbe Nebuchadnezzar, I tell you, it's possible old. Because someone whose hands are tied together is limited in what he can do. He's limited in how he can protect himself from bad and he's limited to what he can get that he needs, which is good. But someone who has his legs tied together is much worse off. Someone who has his hands tied together, he can't protect himself, he can run away. Someone who has his legs tied together, even if his hands are free, he's much more helpless. And he's much less able to get into things that he needs because he's tied in one place. So Ramayna Bachi says, we stand with our legs together to show that we, we can't do anything without you, Rabbi Shalom. That's why we do it. The Sefer Chaim for the, the, the Maral's brother is exactly the same thing. The Gemara says, In times of particular danger, the Gemara says you're supposed to put your hands together as well, your feet and your hands together. Because then you're showing the Rabbi Shalom, I can't do anything at all. I'm stuck now, my hands and my feet are tied together. That's how you stand before the Rabbi Shalom and say, We're powerless without the Rabbi Shalom helping us. We can't do anything. We don't have another option. There's a Muridika Maisa that I heard about 28, 29 years ago, if I remember rightly. I heard it from two different people the same week, who both heard it from different sources. Traced back to the same source. The story took place at a Leviah in America. If I remember rightly, the person who was Nifta, his name was Mordechai Landinsky. He was the son of Rav Nachman Landinsky, who was a Rashiv in Gateshead. And the grandson of Rav Moshe Landinsky was a Rashiv in Radin, in the Chofetz Chaim Yeshiva. And he was Nifta in America, about 30 years ago. And he left a letter, which he gave instructions should not be read until he's Nifta. After he was Nifta, they opened the letter and they read it, and they read it out the Leviah. And I heard the story that week from a Rav who'd heard it from someone who was at the Leviah, and independently heard it from someone else the same week who also heard it from someone who was at the Leviah. And the letter says like this. He said, when I was a young boy, the Chofetz Chaim was 88 years old, and he got very ill. And it looked like he was going to pass away. And everyone was davening that the Chofetz Chaim should get better. And I was a little boy, a young boy, then if it was a Bochor or a young boy, he said... 
in the middle of the night, I went into the shul. There was nobody there. I opened up the Arna Kodesh. I said, Rabbi Shalom, please give the Chavetz Chaim a Rafu Shalema. I'm willing to give five years of my life to the Chavetz Chaim that he should have a Rafu Shalema. The next day, he got a message, the Chavetz Chaim wants to see you. He went to the Chavetz Chaim. The Chavetz Chaim said to him, I know what you're doving for, and your tefillah has been answered, and I've been given another five years. But you should know that you won't lose from this, and you will live to at least as old as I am today. Chavetz Chaim lived for another five years, or lived to the age of 93, and Ramon lived to the age of 89, which was one year older than, he, than the Chavetz Chaim was at the time. So I heard this story from a Mohla Druk, who was a market in Yushalayim. He said, what do you see from the story? That the Chavetz Chaim had Ruch HaKadosh Pashut, Dvorim Pshutim. What do you see from the story that the power of a tefillah from the lave, an emeristic tefillah from a young child who really meant it, so much so that he was prepared to give up five years of his life, that tefillah, Paul Dois, vice those more than all the other tefillahs of everybody else who was dafning earnestly for the Chavetz Chaim. I had another story from Osgoduk on another occasion. I had a couple of, two or three times from him, the same story. And he knew too many details for it to be a distant story about someone that he didn't know. But he told the story like this. He said there used to be, uh, there was once in, in Yerushalayim, in the old city, there was uh, two Breslev Hasidim. He said their names, I don't remember who they were. And one night, they were learning in shul, late at night, and they were learning Kabbalah together. And there was a couple of children playing in the shul, and the kids were playing hide-and-seek, and they were crawling under the tables. And this young boy, little boy, was crawling under the table, and he overheard these two tzaddikim learning, and he overheard them learning some Kabbalah sefer, and he heard them saying that when a person is nifter, their parents come down to greet them. A few days later, this child was at home, and the mother was eating a piece of fish and suddenly the mother got a bone stuck in her throat and she started choking and spluttering and gasping and the child looked at the mother and suddenly the mother gasped and she said Tada! Mama! So the child heard that and he thought Oy vey, the, 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 she must be seeing her parents they must be coming to take away she's going to be nifter he knew what to do he ran next door to the shul. He opened up the Arna Kodesh. And those days, the Yusayimim in Yerushalayim, they used to go to the base Yusayimim Diski in the Girachol. And they used to wear a little casket and they used to wear short trousers and brown shoes. And they used to walk behind the Oran by the Leviathan and say, Yeshi Vesese. So this little child opened up the Arna Kodesh and said, Rabbi Shalom, I don't want to wear the casket or the short trousers or the brown shoes. I don't want to say Yeshi Vesese. Just then his mother coughed up the bone. And Moshe Juk said, as he left behind, she's still alive today. He said that, I heard it a couple of times from him. The last time I heard it from him, he didn't add that bit about she's still alive today. I remember they used to have a mother who lived in Chayichest that he went to visit every single day, an old lady, and by then she was nifter already. So I asked him once, you know the story about it? He said, yeah. I said, did you, did you know the child? He said, yeah, I knew the child. I said, it was related to you. He said, he said, yeah, related to me. I didn't want to, I didn't have the answer to ask him anymore if it was him himself. I asked his son a couple of years ago, was it him himself? He said, no, it wasn't him, it wasn't him. Maybe it was him, maybe it was, I don't know. But it was, it was a first-hand story I could put in. The power of an Amstead filler, even from a young child, can be extremely powerful. 
But like we say, you, the point of the tefillah is you've got to understand that there's no plan B. There's a fascinating Gomorrah and Ksuba stuff, someone based on the base. Rebbe made a shidduch with his son, and they agreed that he's going to go and learn for 12 years in yeshiva before he gets married. But they made the shidduch already. He met the color once, and he said, let's knock that down to six years in yeshiva, and then I'll come back and get married. He met her again, and he said, you know what, let's get married first, and then we'll go to yeshiva. So, he was a bit embarrassed. His father said to him, don't worry, you're like, Kabayoko like the Rabbani Shalom. The Rabbani Shalom said, to be able to sit to Eimoi, Rabbani Shalom says, we're going to go to Eretz Yisrael, and we're going to build the base of Mikdash. And to himself, the Rabbani Shalom said, I can't wait, Make in the midbar. As you you wanted to wait, but then in the end you decided you can't wait. So he got married, and he went off to learn. He went off to learn for twelve years. By the time he came back, she was not able to have children anymore. So Rebbe says, the Gemara says, Rebbe said, Hey Chinavi, what should we do? He needs to have children. What should he do? Should he divorce her? People will say, this poor girl, she waited 12 years for it to come back, and then he just divorces her. That's not an option. So he can marry somebody else, have two wives. He says, people will say, zu ishtu, zu this is his wife, and this is just for... Boy, Allah, rach mi vestisiyas. He davened for her, and she got better. Why doesn't the Gemara just say, he davened for her, and she got better? What's all this business about? We can't do this. And we can't do that. There's a Gemara in Baba Basit of Kufkaf, Aleph Amadal. The Gemara says, Chamisha Basa Ba'av is a tremendous Yom. Loi Yomim Tayyib Yisrochim, Chamisha Basa Ba'av, Yom Kippur, Chamisha Basa Ba'av. What was the big Simcha? There's a few different days in the Gemara, Chamisha Basa One of the days in the Gemara is, there's Yom Shakolibu Mesei Midbar. The Mesei Midbar, every year, they had to die. 40 years in the Midbar, everyone had to die. Only the men, incidentally. The women didn't die in the midbar because they weren't by the Chet Miraglim. And says Chazal, they didn't die throughout the year. They died every year on Tisha B'Av night, the night that they cried from the Miraglim. What happens, Chazal, everyone used to go out, all the people who were between 20 and 60 at the time of the Chet Miraglim had to go out of the camp. They all dug graves and anyone on the night of Tisha B'Av laid down in the graves and in the morning they said, anyone who's alive, get up. And most of them got up, and there were some of them who died. And Kachav, every year, there were less and less people coming out of the graves. Until it came to the last year. The last year was the last group of people. They went into the Kvarim. The next morning they woke up. They couldn't understand it, because Ramon said, they're all going to die, and this is, this is it. So, they thought they must have made a mistake, it's not Tishabov. So they went the next night and they laid down. And they got up again. And carried on every night until they got to the 15th. The 15th they saw full moon. They said it must be the middle of the month. We can't have made a mistake. Tishabov has definitely gone past now. So we survived. So they made a greater Yom Tov. And we have a Yom Tov till today. First, what happened that year that they all, they survived, they tackled didn't die. What's up, Shad? Shad is they davened. They davened with Rebbein Shalom. Save me. Why were they answered and all the others weren't answered? Yeah. So the answer to these two Gomorrahs is the same. And this is what he mentioned before. When you daven, you have to understand that everything comes from the Rebbein Shalom and you can't do anything without the Rebbein Shalom. If there's a plan B, if it doesn't work out, then you haven't understood that it all comes from the Rebbein Shalom. 
And in Mela, your Twila doesn't work as well. It's not as powerful. Rebbe said, what should we do? We can't, you can't divorce her. It's, it's not right. He can't marry another woman. It's not right. There's no option. There is nothing else. Rebbe says, now we don't have an understanding that we have no choice. There's nothing else. Only the Rabbani Shalom can get us out of this one. That Twila, if you're a Rebbe, can turn a woman who can't have children into a woman who can have children. Every year on Tishabov night, they used to go out and lie down in the graves. You can imagine that every one of them, Dov and Rabbanishayam, let me wake up tomorrow morning. Every year. All of them must have done now. What's the difference? The difference is that every year I'm davening, but it might not be me. It might be him. Hopefully it's going to be somebody else this year. The last year there's nobody left. You guys are the last ones. It's you. This is it. This is your last chance. There is no other possibility. Now it's only the Rebbe It's not luck and it's not maybe it's him. It's you and only you and if you don't love it now, you've had it. That villa can work even for Gezerim and Ashtomayim. The Rebbe says they're all going to die in the Midbar and yet the last 15,000 people survived. Why? Because that filler is a filler mitoch, a realization and a recognition that there is no other option other than to rely on the Rabbani Shalom. There's a famous Gemara in Makkas. The Gemara, Yudalaf Amadalaf, is a Mishnah, says that The Kern Godel, a Retzach, someone who killed Betshege, has to run off to a near Miklot. And he stays there until the Kern Godel dies. So the mothers of the Kernim Gedolim used to bring clothes and food to treats for the for the Rotschim and the Emekla. Why? So they shouldn't daven that the Kohen Godel should die. Yeah? What about the wives of the Kohen Godels? You ever thought about that? The mothers of the Kohen Godels used to come and, and, and ask them please don't daven for my son that he should die. But the wives didn't. What's the Pshat? Uh, the Pshat is Poshet. Yeah? It's a Matthias. Yeah? When you're a person is ill your mother finds out about it, however old you are. Your mother phones up, how are you doing, are you okay, are you getting enough rest, I hope you're relaxing, don't go to work, make sure everything's okay. She's worried for you. Yeah? When, when you're feeling not well at home, and your wife is there, it's, look, do me a favour, I can't have you shuffling around in your dressing gown all day, feeling sorry for yourself. Take two paracetamol and go to Coral or to an office, or whatever it is you do all day, and, and it's totally tova. It's not the same thing. There's nothing like a mother. And kumoyima. What's the pshat? To the mothers in the kankal, they bring food. What's that? And now, we're talking about, first we see two interesting things. The first thing is something absolutely fascinating. We're talking about a ritzach b'shoikek, yeah? Congress to tzadik is a nisht. Yeah? The Kabbalah says, Megalgalim Chayva Aledei Chayev. It was Beshegig, but it wouldn't have happened if it was the greatest Tzadi. Yeah? And there's a Kohen Godel, who once a year goes lift Naiv and Nim, and if he's done anything wrong, he doesn't come out of there. And yet, this fellow might daven that he should die, and we're worried that it might actually work. Yeah, it can work. This person can actually daven, and it will work to overpower the Kohen Godel's Chosim. But if the mother comes along, and she gives him a falafel and a new tie, then he won't daven. Why? He's desperate to get out of here in Miklot. Yeah, he needs to go out to the Kakta where he's going to die, the current goddess, he's daven, the current goddess will die. And if she brings him a little bit of food and some clothing, he's not, he's changed his mind, what's up, shot? He'll, st- he'll take the food, he'll take the clothing, and he'll still daven to get out of there. What do you think? But the, the, the theory says, yeah, he will, he will. But it's not the same to fill up. 
a tefillah where it's bad, it's difficult, it's hard, but uh, it's not that bad. It's a little bit, a little bit less bad than it was, the matzav. You can, we can handle this situation a little better than we could. The tefillah is already less powerful. That's why they brought them these things. Knock it down a level and already there's less to worry about. Can't stop him from damning and gunsmith. But if I make him feel a bit more comfortable in the situation that he's in, the thriller won't be so desperate. Cancer, Tefan and Eitzah, it's not the same thing. What happens if you daven and you feel that you don't deserve to daven? You don't feel that you have the schusim to daven. Who are you to daven to the Rabbani Shalom? So the Chavetz Chaim is a safer machin Yisrael. He wrote for soldiers who were drafted into the army. So he writes there, even if a person knows, a person knows about himself, he's got no Torah, no masim Torah, nothing. He's a gornisht. Afal pikein, al yechshem nispal Hashem. Still daven to the Rabbani Shalom. And he brings a ton of the the Tony Benyon says, Rabbi Shalom says, Kishani Raya Benayodim, I see people, Sha'in Bohem, Shvach Torah Masim Tovim. Loi Bemasi Adeem, the Loi Bemasi Avoseem. Nothing. They've got not them or their fathers, no Torah, no mitzvahs, nothing. Virak. But, Shem Oimnim, or Mavarachim. They bench to Rabbi Shalom, or Marabim Betachanonim Lefonai, and in Niskaklem, I'm going to listen to them. No Torah, no Tvila, no Maisim Tvila, nothing. But you daven, the Rebbein Shalom. Ponel Tvila to our Verebosis Tvilosom. So the Kovitz Chai never give up. The Rebbein Shalom listens to absolutely everybody. He brings another Medrash. The Medrash says, a boss of Adam, you need something from the king of who's a boss of Adam, so you have to go and you ask the guard to ask the minister to ask somebody to get the message through to the king. He said, the Rebbein Shalom, it's completely different. Go straight to the Rebbeinu Not the Rebbeinu Don't daven to Michal, and not to Gavriel, and not to anybody else. Tzavach, Fadni Oneh. Whoever davens to the Rebbeinu Shlom, the Rebbeinu Shlom answers him. What happens if you daven, and you don't get answered? So now what do you do? So I'm going to tell you a Maisa. And this Maisa, I know if I sang, because it happened to me. A number of years back. A cousin of mine, an Eretzisol, phones me up and he said, you know this young couple that we both knew? They've been married for quite a few years, a good few years, and they haven't had children yet. He said, I've heard of this new idea. You go to the Kosal after Chatzos on a Thursday night and you say the whole Sefer to Hillim with a minion of men. And you get a Tzaddik who doesn't have to be there, but will join in from, from wherever he is. And you all say it together, and you can pull tremendous issues. Okay? What does one not do for, for, for someone in such a situation? So I said, okay. Alavai, let's go. So we got together ten people, and we went to the coastal Thursday night, after Chatzosh. And we said the whole safe Tillin took about two, two and a half hours. And we dove nets. And we excitedly waited for the good news. And nine months later, nothing happened. A few months after the nine months later, a cousin calls me up again. He said, you remember about a year ago we went and we did this... Uh, I said, yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah, yeah. He said, let's do it again. I said, do it again. 
all in the middle of the night, all night, a whole safe to him. He said, yeah, yeah, let's do it again, let's do it again. I said to him, look, I'm not going to not come. Saying to him, can't, can't hurt. It can't hurt. So goes I'm skeptical about school is at the best of times, and uh, we tried this one already. But listen, if you want to get a minion, I'm in. I'll, I'll, I'm coming along, but I'm, I don't have high expectations. All right, he said, come along. They turned up again. I think it was the same ten people. Even we started saying it to him. Now, part of the thing is apparently that you've all got to start each peric and finish each peric together. That means to say you can't start saying peric base or peric given when some guys are still up to peric other. You don't have to actually say the words together, but you start each pair together. So, I'm a fairly quick reader relative to one or two of the other people there. So at the end of every pair, I'm standing there waiting half a minute until they finish off the pair. So after a few procs, and some of the longer ones have been waiting a little bit longer, and you're not supposed to speak in the middle, so you can't do whatever, there's nothing else to do there. So I'm standing by the crystal, and might as well learn something in between Ben Gavril going, pair it, pair it, while we're showing. So I look around, there's a safer there on the stone next to me, a chokli sol. You know, chokli sol is, is the whole chumish is split into, uh, days of the, the year, and you say a bit of the parsha every day, and then you say, uh, Mishnah, and you say a bit of Gemara, a bit of Musa, a bit of Zoya, but uh, there's a program, it's been, yeah, hundreds of years, this is chokli, used to be chevers, chokli sol, used to, shine with a chokli sol. So, I opened it up at random, there's a bit of Gemara, a bit of Mishnah, a bit of, open it up at random, and I look at that, and what it says, a Gemara in Brochus. Gemara says, Omer Chir Rabba. So I'm in a Dovens, I'm in Spala Ve'inanene. If you Doven and you weren't answered, what should you do? Yachzav Yispalel. You Doven again. Shenema, Kaveel Hashem. Chazak V'yamez Libecho V'kaveel Hashem. Hope to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then strengthen yourself and give hope in the revenge as well. So you dive in again. That's the answer. Well, that was a coincidence. So I excitedly showed it to my cousin and we carried on. Couldn't speak, but I showed him what it said and we carried on through it. Suddenly I said it to him with more kavana and a lot more hope. And sure enough, nine months later, they had a baby. But here's the thing. They had twins. Now, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if it was the schus of us, or the schus of this Erlicher young couple, Mubinator, or the schus of everybody else's philosophy, or the schus of, I don't know, I've got no idea. But I'll upon him, the lesson I took from there is, that you don't give up. Kaveh Hashem, chazak v'yamez libech v'kaveh Hashem. You don't have to do if you don't think it works, Daven again. Don't give up. The Chavetz Chaim brings a medrash of Reshanon. Omu Abonon. Yesh tefillah shenenis arboim yom. There's some tefillahs where you get answered after 40 days. Yesh tefillah shenenis legimel. There's some tefillahs you get answered after 3 days. Yesh leyom echod. And some you get answered the next day. Yesh shenenis leoino. Within the day that you're in, you get answered. You never know. You don't know. The tefillahs don't go to waste. Don't ever think that if you davened and you weren't answered, so that was a waste of time. What did I do that for? The answer is not a waste of time. There's a tefillah bank up there somewhere and the numbers are turning and there's a t- some tefillahs which take one tefillah, two, th- two, three tefillahs. We don't know what the cheshman is and we won't find out why we're on this world, I don't think. But every tefillah is important. 
So to summarize what we've talked about today, the mitzvah of tefillah is a mitzvah menatoya. It's not something which is optional if you want things, but it's something you have to do. It applies menatoya anytime, and in any language. The ikka is that you should have kavana. If you can daven in Lashna Kedish, then even if you don't understand all the kavanas and unshakenness like Doyle, it's extremely powerful tefillah. But if you can't daven in any language that you want, after remission, whatever you want, dava cotton, dava gadol, whatever you want and whatever you need. And remember that the point of the tefillah is not to get what you're asking for, but to show the Rebbeinu that you understand that he is able to give you anything. And not only that, that without him you can't get anything. And not only that, but there is nobody else other than the Rebbeinu And there's no plan B, and you have no other option other than to rely on the Rebbeinu And you demonstrate that by saying to the Rebbeinu and Bakoshes, and then Hoidah. And then... To understand that even if you feel or you see that your tefillahs are not answered immediately, that it wasn't a waste of time, you were kind of misfit so you've created the Kesha to the Rabbanu Shalom, you've shown the Rabbanu Shalom, you understand everything comes from him, continue davening for yourself and for everybody else, for Kalisol, in Mitz Hashem, all our tefillahs should be discovered, but also we should be zeichet to the Geulah Karayva B'Meirah.